Okay, friends, just a few more notes on the practice. As I mentioned, uh, so I'm going to give a few more instructions on the sitting posture. And the ideal sitting posture is, uh, is what they call the tripod, where both knees and the buttocks have a good uh, grounding to the floor. Uh, if the knees are up in the air, that's a very unstable position, and it will also be almost impossible to keep your back straight because the center of gravity is thrown off when your knees are up in the air. And also, it's more of a struggle, yeah, more of a struggle to keep your back straight. So that's why, ideally, in the perfect world or with the perfect yogi body <laughs> or whatever. Uh, you know, both knees and the buttocks have a good contact to the floor and also the buttocks to be raised up about two inches higher than the knees. That's why we use a cushion because uh, when the buttocks are higher on the knees, that helps you to keep the lower back, the inward curve of the lower back in its natural position. But when the knees are up like this, it's almost impossible to keep that uh, inward curve and that inward curve is very important because that supports half of the weight of the body is from here up you know bones and flesh and organs and gravity is always trying to pull it down so that's why nature made that inward curve of the lower spine for a purpose uh, to help support uh, the upper body so, but most people, of course, they haven't done the proper type of exercises to strengthen, uh, you know, their, their spine and the muscles in the back and so on. So it's very difficult for them to do that. Uh, but so the higher the buttocks are up, then that helps to lower the knees down to the ground. So if you find yourself, uh, you know, with the knees still up, use an extra cushion, experiment a bit, use an extra cushion to raise the buttocks up a little higher uh, and see if that uh, you know, helps. Or if the sitting cross-legged position is uh, difficult, then of course you can use the positions uh, like uh, using the benches like a few people have here. They're, they're kneeling on the, with straddling a bench uh, and that helps to keep their uh, rear end up higher than their their knees also and a lot of people ask about how they should put their hands in, in the meditation so usually the two popular position for the hands is you know the, them kind of resting down like this or people you know put them on the legs like this uh, the post position of the hands isn't all that important, perhaps, but what is important is, uh, again, keeping the back straight. If it helps you to keep uh, the back straight, to keep that uh, natural inward curve of the spine there, uh, then it can be all right. But I, I recommend people to raise their hands up a little bit, not let them just... Uh, hang down like that because that pulls the shoulders in 
and constricts the uh, breath in the upper chest, and it, eventually it causes the this uh, downward creep. Uh, so holding the hands up, even though it might take a little extra effort, that would be the effort to pay attention to the body. Uh, and it will help to keep the shoulders back and help to sit more straight. After a while, uh, you'll get used to this and it won't be much of a, a problem to just hold the hands up. They shouldn't be up too high, but just about an inch below the navel, lightly pressing the that abdomen area, just so that they're not pushing on the legs, because if they're resting on the legs, gravity will keep pushing them into the legs and cause discomfort also. So just keeping them slightly up. And as, as they do in Zen, they touch the thumbs together. Although you don't have to do that, but uh, that's just an extra mindfulness of the posture uh, point to pay attention, because if you lose the attention to the posture, then those, those thumbs will f pull apart like that. So especially when we're trying to cultivate mindfulness of the posture, uh, because again, mindfulness of the posture leads easily to mindfulness of breathing, because the breathing is occurring within that posture. So if we're not aware of the posture, then you might not, you know, be lost on you know, in thoughts, or if you're just following the breathing and not the posture, then you can still kind of get out of it and uh, that will affect the awareness. So, uh, awareness of posture leads to, helps to maintain awareness of breathing. Also, the breath can come in more fully and you get more feeling there when the breath is able to kind of come in and even come up into the uh, middle or even sometimes the upper part of the, the chest, and there's a lot more to notice. Uh, so, as I mentioned before, the two aspects of the meditation are qualities of the mind. One is the mindfulness, which means the alertness to the present moment. And the concentration being the connection, keeping the connection to the body or the breathing, or both. Uh, because when you're aware of the body, naturally you'll be aware of the breathing in, inside of it. And so you can, uh, the more you can notice, then the more the mind will have to uh, stay focused. Otherwise, if there's not too much to feel and notice, the mind easily either gets lost in thoughts or kind of goes to sleep. But uh, when you're feeling the, you know, the breathing body, and even though you might be focusing on to feel the expanding and the contracting sensations, I know a lot of you may have practiced, uh, you know, focusing at the tip of the nose, but for body-based mindfulness uh, in Vipassana, uh, keeping the attention, feeling the breathing in the center of the body will uh, help keep the mind more open and, and uh, alert to other sensations and which will be important as you go on in the development of uh, you know, vipassana. So anyway, these are just uh, suggestions. And uh, <coughs> so 
the so the breathing always being able to, to feel and remember and the breathing and or the sitting sometimes you might feel the breathing longer and try to follow the little subtle movements of expanding you know, and the brief pause noticing the pause also is very important because usually in the pause people's minds wander because they've never been taught to, to notice the pause so if you give the mind even a nanosecond of idle time it's out of there you know so uh, to follow the whole in breath from beginning to end all the little movements of expansion and the pause then all the little movements of contraction and the pause then you don't give the mind any blank or idle time to get lost I mean still it will but at least to to help minimize uh, that and in the pause between the breaths to kind of just momentarily just check the posture make sure the chin hasn't kind of gone down or the spine is starting to slouch check that inward curve of the lower spine and just mindfully try to come back up and even if you do that you know because every five seconds it's going to be better than just sitting like this for 20 or 30 minutes and then getting aches and pains so developing that habit to always check the posture and come back that way you strengthen the muscles of the back also and that will later on allow you to sit straight without really paying much attention uh, to it. So balancing mindfulness and concentration, this is uh, the skill uh, of you know, the meditation. Of the so the mindfulness is the alertness, the concentration is maintaining that connection to the breathing uh, body, remembering uh, sitting, breathing, sitting, breathing. Although you, know, you don't have to make those notes, but they are helpful to do in the beginning. Uh, but again, to pay attention to the beginning, the middle, and the end. That means the in-breath starts, you know, the abdomen starts kind of expanding, and then the middle part, you might feel some sensation in the, the middle rib cage. In the end, you feel that moment the in-breath stops, and then notice that brief pause and when you're aware of the pause then you'll be there for the beginning of the outbreath and the outbreath starts contracting it lasts for a moment or two and stops and then again there's a pause so like that that is sort of the what we uh, try to cultivate as a, the main object of uh, the concentration and to notice that each breath is different it's always changing. No two breaths are the same. One breath you might feel more sensation in the, in the abdomen. In another breath you might feel it more in the chest. Or another moment you might feel it uh, even in the upper chest. And from time to time to deliberately uh, or to come back and take a deliberate uh, deep slope. As I mentioned yesterday, I'm going to go over this more in the afternoon yoga class about what I mean by deep, slow breathing. But uh, basically it means like taking two or three seconds to breathe in like this. And holding in the breath, feel that nice kind of full feeling in, in the chest, allowing, giving the, enough time for the oxygen in the lungs to get into the bloodstream and to get out and 
charge up all the cells of the body and then you feel that relaxing uh, contraction of the out-breath. Try to ride the contracting out-breath down to the end, like coming down on an elevator. And you feel that uh, contracting of the, of the stomach and chest, ride it down to the end. You feel that last tiny bit of air go out. And then the pause. And then the next in-breath coming in. Now, in the beginning, that might feel a little bit difficult, but don't stress, strain at it. Uh, and uh, just, uh, you know, as you do that, then it'll become easier. But then you get very concentrated uh, doing that. And so the effort to pay attention will be the effort not to get lost in your thoughts or go to sleep. Those are, again, the two biggest hindrances are spacing out, which means kind of just your fuzzy mind or half asleep. It's like the dimmer switch. Keep that little image in mind. And when you're meditating, if you've noticed that your head has gone down like this, be aware how that dulls your consciousness. And then mindfully take a deep breath and just mindfully straighten up. It's almost like a light bulb being pulled on inside your brain. The difference in the quality of the alertness. So that will, you know, give yourself your own kind of proof that, you know, keeping the back and head in alignment is, uh, you know, important for maintaining alertness. And the alertness is for the purpose of gaining concentration. And then the pain, dealing with pain as you sit longer and different, you know, discomforts and pains will come. Those are also important. Uh, And to try to endure the pains a little longer each time. This is not a torture chamber. But, uh, you know, when you feel that initial kind of urge to want to move or you feel some painful sensation, first of all, just be aware of that. Ah, be aware of the painful sensation. And kind of just try to watch it, observe it, and relax around it. The body or mind is tensing up. Just tell yourself to relax. And just try to observe those sensations as they well up, come to a peak, and change or diminish. Many times they'll disappear. Try to relax the muscles around us, painful areas, and the mind. It's the mind's reaction to pain that actually increases the pain. So you have to relax the mind that's getting uh, upset or tense because of the painful feeling. And it comes to a point where you need to change. Like if you have the idea to go up and strangle the teacher because he's not ringing the bell soon enough for something, you know, and it's better to... uh, mindfully change your posture and then, or even stand up. So you know, if the pain gets too much that it's really obsessing your mind, if you're moving around too much, there's a kind of a rule of thumb. If you have to move more than two or three times in one sitting, it's better to stand up than just keep kind of squirming around and, and so on. You stand up, you're standing awareness for some minutes or even longer, and then you can sit back down again, 
or continue standing until the end of the of the session. So the you know the breathing body acts as like the tethering post, it's the anchor to the present moment. Or like uh, in meditation is like training a, a wild dog. So you got a unruly dog and he runs around and barks at everybody, jumps up on everybody, so you have to put a leash on its neck and tie it to a post out in the yard. So when the mailman comes, bicycle comes by, he may run and start barking, but then he reaches the end of the chain and can't actually bite or jump up on somebody. So it's the same way in our meditation. The breathing body acts as that anchor to the present moment. And when the mind is connected to the breathing body, then you can easily see when the mind starts tugging and uh, you know, wanting to react to a pain or a thought or even a sound. And so you can, you know, it reaches the end of the chain and, and then you bring it back to the as soon as you notice it, you come back to the uh, breathing body. So, again, this is what we want to initially work on cultivating uh, this uh, uh, habit of learning to uh, check uh, the posture and to develop that connection to breathing body and the alertness, especially when you're starting getting drowsy. Just don't drowse out and so on. Best thing to do is take some deep, slow breaths whenever you feel a little bit drowsy or the spine is slouched. Take a deep, slow breath. You can take two or three of them. That gets you really rooted, grounded back into the, to the body. And then let the breath go back to its normal Rhythm, continue to observe those uh, lesser types of expansions and contractions, but you can kind of go back and forth uh, with that. If you have too many thoughts, come back and do some deep, slow breathing. Uh, because, you know, it takes effort to do deep, slow breathings, but that effort is a good effort, an effort uh, about uh, staying grounded and connected to in the present moment. And just one other thing about uh, the posture. You know, there's a, there's a center of gravity of the head and spine over the hips. And we want to try to find that center of gravity. So as I already mentioned, uh, when you're first sitting down to you know, try to establish that natural inward curve of the lower spine, and it shouldn't be over-exaggerated, you know, it should be just natural, but you can kind of feel that. And then gently stretching the spinal column upwards, feel the head balanced on top, and then move the whole head and spine backwards a little bit, until you kind of get close to that tipping point, that point where you could either tip backwards or tip forwards. And it may feel a little bit strange in the beginning, but that will be a good uh, straight posture. 
As I mentioned, gravity is always trying to pull us down. But if we have the center of gravity, the minimum pull will, because it'll be deflected around like this. But if you give it more surface, the gravity more surface to grab, then, you know, then it becomes harder to resist it. So to minimize the pull of gravity, to maintain the posture, you know, um, again, that would be a very good uh, foundation for uh, deeper meditation. Otherwise, people beat their head against the wall, uh, trying to keep awake and trying to keep straight because they, you know, haven't done their homework, so to speak, or they haven't, uh, you know, done the kind of the exercises that helps to uh, uh, strengthen the, the back muscles, the neck muscles, to be able to uh, to sit like that more. So does anybody have any questions about any of that? Can everybody hear me in the back? Okay, this is working. I was wondering about this morning when the microphone wasn't on and I was giving some guidance during the meditation. Could people in the back hear me? Yeah, but, uh, sometimes it's not on, so. Yes? Uh, because uh, mindfulness meditation is based on the Buddhist teaching of the four, uh, four foundations of mindfulness. And the, the body comes first, which includes breathing, postures, movements. Uh, so you use the breath to help get centered in the body. But once the mind becomes centered in the body, then the body itself, the subtler sensations in the body, help to take the attention uh, deeper inside, and it also helps to uh, be aware of the the sensory uh, stimulations that are coming through the senses, which is important for vipassana meditation, and to help develop the awareness of impermanence or anicca. You may not understand that right now, but uh, little by little, uh, hopefully, it would become clear. So the Focusing the attention you know, on one tiny point is good for one-pointed concentration, but you can become too quiet. The mind can become too relaxed and quiet when you're focusing there, and then it's also easy then to kind of space out or you lose the awareness of, of the body. So uh, in, uh, this is a training in uh, developing, eventually developing Vipassana and moment-to-moment attention. So by keeping the attention focused in the, in the center part, then you're kind of in the middle of the nervous system and you can easily see sensations that are going on around it and so on. Uh, and that also helps to make the awareness very uh, bright and uh, alert, which is important for the Vipassana uh, aspect. Okay, so uh, we're going to
be sitting for a while and then we're going to come up uh, like this morning uh, mindfully stand up do a standing awareness standing awareness is a very powerful form of meditation also but people often never mention it or not much but it can be a powerful way to meditate especially people who have a lot of pain in sitting posture and also sleepiness in standing you probably won't go to sleep because the danger of falling down is there. And it may not be so painful, at least for you know, certain parts of, of the body. And we stand around a lot during the day, right? Waiting for things. So if you know how to maintain awareness and standing, then you, uh, it helps a lot. And then we're going to go in and do a, a walking meditation around inside of, of the room. Okay? So... on the posture and the expanding and contracting sensations of the abdomen, rib cage, or the chest. Yeah. <clears throat> because there's more sensations there. It's, I think it's easier for most people to follow that because this is a very subtle one and uh, it's not easy to keep the attention there. So again, just uh, place your hands somewhere where you think you can keep them without moving them for the, the whole sitting posture. And just get comfortable on the cushion. And also with the eyes, you can gently close the eyes, but if you tend to fall asleep easily, then uh, once you get initially inwardly focused, you can uh, slightly let the eyes open a bit uh, to help stay more awake. Otherwise, just keep the eyes gently closed. It helps to stay inwardly focused. First of all, just feel the buttocks and feet pressing the floor. Just mentally feel how the legs are tucked underneath. Just feel that pressure sensations of the buttocks pressing the seat and feel your hands and fingers touching and feel some subtle pulsation in your fingers or hands where they touch together And feel that natural inward curve of the lower lumbar spine. And just imagine how that supports the weight of the upper body. Feel the clothing touching the skin of the stomach chest, shoulder, just gently straighten up the back, the spine, 
Try to imagine some space between the spinal vertebrae, so the blood and electrical energy can freely circulate and feel the head balanced on top, like balancing a basketball on top of a broomstick, keeping the chin lifted up level to the floor. Just mentally feel that straight posture. Relax the shoulder. Relax the face muscles. Just feel your lips touching together. Feel the eyes resting in the sockets and the eyelids stretched over the eyeballs. And then very slowly, mindfully, just move the whole head and spine gently backwards until you and come to that, close to that tipping point. Try to mentally etch or photograph that feeling of the straight posture in the mind's eye. Just remember sitting Sitting, sitting. You can imagine balancing a tall stack of books on top of the head in order to keep the head and spine in a straight line. Then, like looking through a microscope, looking through a magnifying glass, kind of tune the attention into the center of the body to feel the breathing process. You might take a couple of deeper, slower breaths to clearly see or feel the expanding and contracting movements of the abdomen, the rib cage, even the upper chest. Take some deeper breath to get the air up into the upper chest. Feel that nice, kind of full feeling in the upper chest. And then the out breath. Breathing in, letting go of the past and future. Breathing out, 
sitting here and now. Breathing in, letting go of the past and future. Breathing out, sitting here and now. Just try to feel the beginning, the middle, and the end of the in-breath, the expanding in-breath, and the brief pause. In the beginning, the middle, and end of the contracting out-breath. In the brief pause. Just follow the contracting out-breath down to the end. Feel that last little bit of air go out of the lungs. And feel that pause. And the next in-breath. Tired of that deeper breathing and on a certain out breath, just let the breathing go on its own. No longer control the breath, but maintain that awareness in the center of the body, down by your hands, feeling. Beginning of the in-breath, expanding the abdomen. Can you shorten those mental remembering to simply in, in, sitting, out, out. Sitting in the ground zero, bottom line, present moment. Remain object of concentration. In, in, sitting. Out, out, sitting. Here and now. Moment by moment. Breath by breath.
the pauses between the breaths. Just check the posture. You feel the outline of the sitting posture. At the same time, be alert for drowsiness or alert for thoughts sneaking up in the mind to steal you away. Just recognize it as sleepy, sleepy, or thinking, thinking. Take a deep breath. Stay grounded in the body. Awake to the present moment. Pay attention or feel when the clothing rubs against the skin of the belly, or rib cage, or chest. It expands and contracts. Those fine, subtle sensations help keep the mind awake, alert.
notice how each breath is different, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, sometimes you feel it more in the abdomen, sometimes you feel it more in the ribcage or chest, it's always changing. like looking through a magnifying glass or a microscope. Try to notice subtler movement sensations of the breathing body. Sounds distract the attention. Remember this hearing, hearing. And sound, sounds arising and vanishing in the background. Staying connected in, in, sitting. Out, out, sitting. Just relaxing the body and mind with each out breath. Into the present moment.
If you catch the mind lost in thoughts, recognize it as lost, lost. Find the body sitting on the floor. Take a couple of deep, slow breaths, re-rooted, re-grounded. In, in, sitting. Out, out, sitting. Breath by breath. Moment by moment. The mind is struggling or tense. Tell the mind to relax, relax.
If you notice the mind wanting something, be aware of wanting, wanting. If there's an urge, be aware of urging, urging. Relax around that. Stay connected to the breathing body. In, in, sitting. Out, out, sitting. Or standing. Thoughts come and go. Sounds come and go. Various sensations of pleasant or painful come and go. These are all just the changing conditions of the impermanent world through the body and mind. Just underneath all of that pain or chaos or sleepiness is the ever-present moment connected to the body nervous system, the breathing body, the here and now. Now take a deep, slow breath, straighten up the body. Just place the hands at the edge of the knees. On the next in-breath, stretch the head back and arch your lower back, pulling the hands against the knees to arch back a little more. 
lift the head up, and on the out breath, press the chin to the top of the chest, stretch the neck vertebrae, just feel all those sensations. And lift the chin up level to the floor on the in-breath. Relax on the out-breath. Keep the mind focused on the body. Don't jump to the future. And slowly begin unfolding the legs. Be aware of the changing sensations and the relief of discomfort. And just slowly stretch the legs out to one side. And flex the toes a few times. Toes and arches of your feet. And keep the heels about six inches apart and make some circular movements with the ankles and feet a few times in each direction. Nice slow, mindful, circular movement. And again, the forward stretch, hands at the chest, in-breath, out-breath, cuts the chest, and then reach forward for the toes. Hold that position a little longer, feel all the stretch sensations in the spine and the back of the leg. Rest on the knees. Close the eyes. Just mentally feel the body exactly as it is. Buttocks and heels pressing the floor. The hands and fingers on the knees. Straight back. Clothing touching stomach, chest, the shoulder. The head resting on top of the neck. This body is the true home for the mind in this life. 
the body is the natural resting point for consciousness. Whenever it's not actively doing something, it automatically should come to rest in the present, in the middle of the nervous system. Then draw one foot up at a time toward your uh, body and the other foot. And place the hands on the floor. And try to kind of lift, push the body up. And come up into a slightly position. Take a few deep, slow breaths with the oxygenated blood flowing through the sanding lungs. And draw the air up into the high part of the lungs and just hold the air in the lungs a few seconds to feel that exhilarating, subtle energy. And feel a relaxing contraction of the outer Sensations come and go. 
Especially be alert for subtle movements, swaying movements, adjustment movements, body. around the outside of the pillars. 